um, I was praying and I was in one place about to talk about prison release and recidivism and all of that kind of sort of stuff. And then at the last minute, as usual, I got deterred. And now I'm talking about dirty dancing and <laughs> a witness of the flesh. And so I like these crazy titles. So when you see the crazy titles, even on Pastor's Message, I've negotiated with him to try to put these titles on there, you know, because, you know, this is what I get. You know, I'm kind of weird. So, uh, uh, but what I'm realizing is that the, um, the power of the Holy Spirit, which is what we need, is actually available to us. One way for sure to get it is to overcome your flesh. If you want to be more empowered by the Holy Spirit, then you overcome your flesh. You will do that by following the Holy Spirit, right? So it's not, um, it's really not rocket science. If you look at Jesus, he was led into the wilderness to be tempted. And then when he left the wilderness, the Bible says he was empowered, right, by the Holy Spirit. And um, so when you, do you, Pastor brought it up again at Bible study. You guys should be at Bible study. There's not a face in here that shouldn't be there. Okay, but he brought it up that, you know, we need to recognize some of our accomplishments and achievements, right? We're not just total failures, the fact that you got up and made it to church today, <laughs> you persevered, right? So you made it. So, you know, that, that's something you can really congratulate yourself for or praise God for, right? Okay, because, yeah, we're, 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 we are total failures without God. But with God, he's, if he's working in our lives, he's conforming us into the likeness of his son. So he's making us the person that he wants us to be. And it's a gradual process, okay? But if you turned your head from something you should not have been looking at or pushed back at something you shouldn't have done or ate or whatever the case may be, or, you know, just shut the mouth of the gainsayer on the phone for the gossip or whatever the case may be, you've had a victory. And after that victory, you're empowered, because knowing that I'm able to do this by the power that God has invested in me, right? It's empowering, right? Bless the Lord. Consider what I'm saying. It's empowering. So look for opportunities. You're going to set yourself up. I, you, you are. You're going to set yourself up. Like I set myself up. Oh, I'm going to not do such and such, and I'm going to do such and such. And, it's gonna, and before I knew it, I was bombarded with all kinds of challenges, and I had some victories, okay? I didn't fall to the depths. I wasn't cut down to the ground like Satan and fell to the depths of hell. So I didn't go full-fledged ahead. There was conviction there, right? We have, we're being convicted for anything wrong. So our thinking or our rotten thought processes are being arrested because God is good for that. But you can see yourself off and running and on your way. And if you allow the Lord to warn you, give you that warning signal, arrest your thought process, arrest your attempt, that's a victory. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord for victories. We're here today. Let's, let's give him for real a hand praise. We are here today victorious in one sense at least. We made it into the house of God. I mean, look, when I was early on doing this, my flesh was telling me everything else to do today. You don't go there. They got a parade going on over here and, and some go-karts over there and, and stuff. Go get on the go-karts. You know, you can miss church. You, you, it's, a, it's a battle. It can be a battle. So anyway, yeah, look for victories. Look for what the, the Lord is able to do. But what we don't want to do is discount what the Lord has been doing in our lives. He needs to be recognized, Right? For giving us the ability to overcome certain obstacles, especially the ones only you and he know about. Bless God. Bless the Lord. So, 
Um, I'm reverting to uh, my time in, um, in the, my career, and, you know, I was always very... Um, Is John here? John, the sound John? Yeah, he, said, he told me the other day in a, in, a, in, a, uh, in a chat, a text message, he said, so you're a Mr. Goody. Mr. Goody, you're, you're a goody guy, grab bag guy, goody guy, or something like that, right? It was really funny, but for, for most of my life, even when I was on drugs and alcohol, I was trying to buy friends. So I would have the drugs to buy the friends. You know me, you know if you get around David, you're going to get high today right? So it was like, and look, I would go out my way to surprise you, to come over to your house and just blow up your house, you know, just, you know, oh, we're so happy to see you, you right? And so I, that spun off when I got off drugs. I've been off drugs for almost 34 years. When I got off drugs, thank you, bless God. When, when I got off drugs, um, that attitude had not shifted. I, I thought, you know, you, you got to buy friends, Right? Not so much in those very words, but something along the course of my life, things occurred that made me feel like, you know, friends are paid for. I'm sorry. That just was my my bent or or whatever. So anyway, um, and I I would try to be a happy-go-lucky person at work and stuff like that. But, you know, it just doesn't always pay off. It doesn't pay. We we have to be... um, Make God our focus because people, <laughs> you know, they'll take your gift but disregard you and then mistreat you and, and just make matters worse, right? So um, um, when they bring the donuts into the break room and beg you to have some but you know you're on a diet, right, that kind of thing, or you stand away from sugar or whatever the case may be, um, you can recite in your head, man doesn't live by bread alone, Right? Um, if you tell them you're going to have a problem, right? Oh, there he goes with that Christian mumbo-jumbo stuff again. And when superior is asking me um, to, or, you know, you want to enhance your career, you know, well, I got some nightlife activity for you to enhance your career, right? And you resist because you're not going to let your career uh, be the focal point, right? What you want to do is maintain godly integrity. And so you resist that, Right? And then, um, you know, um, when they're dancing at the office party, which is why I call this dirty dancing, you know, the, you, you, you're, you're, you know how office parties are. They start all kind of slow, and then before you know it, the, the alcohol comes out, and then, then there's dancing, and everybody's happy, and, and before you know it, there's more alcohol, and they twerking, and, you know, it, didn't change, it just shifts. It just keeps shifting, too. <laughs> before you know it, you just got to indecent orgy of people, <laughs> filthy and vulgar and, and all that, right? Okay, and then, and th- this, is, this is what sin doesn't, sin is not, I don't have to tell you, but it grows. It just, it, you can't contain it. Once you put your foot in it, it's getting worse. It's, it's not going to get better. And um, I was thinking about that. It's hard to refuse because you know um, if somebody asks you to dance at the dance at the party, I think a Seinfeld when Elaine was doing that, that kick, you, you know, that, that, that was so funny. But if somebody asks you, oh, come on and dance, right, and you know you, you and the music has it's got you, and you, you know you used to groove. You know you used to groove, right? So, you know, you, you, you're having a hard time resisting this. And then your flesh is telling you, why resist? It's just a dance. It's just a dance, right? What's wrong with you? You can't dance. You didn't been to graduations with these people's kids. These are your coworkers. You know, you helped um, Bob build his garage, right? And all this kind of sort of stuff comes to mind, and those are just little kind of aspects of how the, the flesh starts to reason with you to get you to bite, because the flesh is very much craving that dance. And the flesh wants that dance to turn into the vile dance. Because the flesh keeps craving it, wants more and more. So some people will say, well, you're just going too deep. You know, that's too much. We can't dance anymore. You know, I think we can. I think we could have a dance. Because we have limits <laughs> in God. I'm sorry. 
But if you go down to the, to the job or to the graduation or whatever the case may be, and, or the, the, especially the reception, you know, and your daughter's out there being represented, representing your household, and you representing her, and you out there twerking, you know, it gets, it can, it can, right, it's doing the wrong, it's giving the wrong impression. It's, you didn't start out twerking, you started out doing the mashed potatoes, right? <laughs> you know the dances that we do, some of y'all still do. The penguin and the Watusi and the funky four corners, you know, the cabbage patch and the crip walk. Instead, you, you, instead, you explain to the people, explain to them, you know, I'm not going to put the Lord to a foolish test. Now you're a killjoy. You're a killjoy. That you're, because some of them are, oh, now he's living with that Jesus stuff, right? Tell yourself, tell yourself first, I have a desire to get out there and, and, and do the crip walk or, or whatever it is. I have a desire. You know, confess to the Lord, right? You have a com- communication with God like no other communication with anyone else on this planet that you can talk to him without opening your mouth and he can hear you, right? And it's like, yes, it's all coming over me. It's empowering The music has a power because it was created in heaven. Music has a power to do things in our lives, make us think back, make us move accordingly. You know, it really has a major influence on us. So even decide perhaps that I'll go to the office party. If I go, it'll be for this long. And Lord, I need you to help me leave, right? Okay, look, I'm sorry. We don't belong to the world. We're separated and set apart for, we're a holy nation, set apart for God. This is what we are. We might not want to accept this, but it's the truth. It's, it's going to be easy to go jump in. It's going to be harder to re- restrain ourselves or, or, or refrain. But once you put your foot in, it's going to be hard to get out. So you go in there and you do a little mashed potatoes. I'm telling you, and then that because they're going to root you on, oh, go, David, go. Nobody can do the mashed potatoes like David. <laughs> right? It's, it's going to be hard to get out of there because, because I should not have gone in. I should have started talking to my father. He's available to us. So you'll be a hypocrite if you do the mashed potatoes and then try to introduce God the next day, okay? So this is what I'm trying to say. We don't want to mess up our opportunity by giving in to the flesh because we'll have opportunities coming up that we don't even know about. Or the ministry that we did do is thrown out the window now because you're mashed potato dancing, right? Right? This is what you, because somebody's studying this. Well, he was talking about this and that, but uh, he can really do those mashed potatoes. This is something to consider. If we really want to serve the Lord, we're going to have to push back on the plate of the world. We're going to have to push it back, right? And some people are going to think it's too much. You're doing too much, but it's not too much. God deserves it. We will get to dance in the kingdom, Full-fledged, it won't just be a Hebrew dance or a Jewish dance. Every culture will be represented there. God knows he used the Jews to get you and you and you. They weren't so special in that. He used them because they were special. He just used a people group to get the rest of the people. But he created us in different colors, different variations, different shapes and sizes, and placed us in different continents. And all over the world, we're different with different cultures, and the Bible says that every nation will be represented there, okay? So you'll be able to do the cabbage patch as long as, you get what I'm saying? Our day is coming. It won't be an immoral dance. It will be because we won't be immoral. We'll be healed, fleshly healed, redeemed in our flesh. So let me not get beside myself. 
Um, Jesus said he wouldn't put the Lord to the test. The moment I decide that I'm supposed to go ahead and partake or invest in or or jump in, whatever it is that they're offering me, uh, for the sake of pleasing the community or the people that are there, um, knowing that if something goes wrong, God is going to rescue the situation and or me, that's putting him to a test, right? That Jesus did not want to put the Lord to the test. Come floating down. Show the people how you float, how the angels will come and carry you. Float down from the temple, right? I'll, I'm not going to put the Lord to the test, right? This is what we don't want to do. We know right from wrong. We're going to do wrong. There's going to be some wrong choices made. But we're not going to live with the flesh reigning over our bodies and over our souls, in other words. How can I put this? We're flesh, soul, and spirit. His spirit is living in us. I'm using soul because that's our spirit, the, the, the spirit. But his spirit is living in us. So we're three-part now, right? And what's been redeemed? Our souls have been redeemed, okay? Our flesh, if our flesh was redeemed right now, it wouldn't be aching and hurting and wrinkling and, and all of this kind of sort of stuff, right? That's why we're going to get new superhuman bodies, Right? That will never decay. So our flesh, although it's dying, it's craving. It's, it's like Satan. He knows he's lost, but he's on a venture to get whatever he can get. Our flesh is the same way. It wants the dirt from whence it came. It's from the dirt. And so it wants to go back to the dirt. And we're going to have to arrest our flesh as often as we can by the power of God, because it'll take us and make mud out of us, and we'll end up with no redeemable body and souls in hell. You get what I'm saying? But, but look, we're getting new bodies. Souls that don't get a new body, we're not going to be drifting around like bodiless ghosts, right? Anyone without a body is really not going to be where we're going. They're going to hell. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to hell. We're saved believers. I'm saying we can't let sin reign over us, right? So I'm going to use some scriptures finally because I started this out with all narratives and, and uh, what, what do you call it? Um, I'm just all um, lecture, right? So uh, Romans 13, 14 says, let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies, drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling. I'm sorry, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Um, our makeup is funny, okay? It's it's like it knows it has only a little time left, just like the Bible says about the enemy. He's going to hit the ground furious because he knows he has a little time. Um, we're dying. If you don't know that your flesh knows <laughs> the condition it's in, right, then, look, we're, we're denying reality. We're not getting younger. We're getting older from the day we're born, right? We're exiting from the day we came into this place, right? Because there's a curse on the place. And the curse now has been lifted from our souls. We can actually enter heaven, but our flesh is not going there. It's, it can't stand in front of God. It, you, you understand? It's it really, it's, it's something that needs to be dealt with. And so... <clears throat> We have to start taming our flesh, and the way we tame it is to let God tame us. So the Lord is taming us so that we can be in control of our flesh. If we don't let him tame us, we won't have mastery over our flesh. Our flesh is going to go where it wants to go and do what it wants to do, and it's going to seem right because we've been conditioned 
to believe that the power is in us. And I can handle this. I can do one little dance. Okay, it's, it's like this, this is how we think. But if the Lord is trying to rework our thinking, or if that's his desire, then we're going to have to, at one point or another, come to the reality, the realization that I must be thinking improperly, incorrect. Something's wrong, right? One day, at some point in our lives, we have to throw our hands up and say, it seemed right, but it's not right. My life is not pleasing to God, right? Um, the sound of agony in hell may just be that people lived under the guise of flesh liberty. There's a heresy, as far as I'm concerned, that continues to propagate itself around the churches. Liberty in Christ. This liberty that we have, right? And I tried to touch on it before, and I don't know what a good job or bad job I've done, but um, maybe this time it'll make a little bit more sense, but, or somebody following me, pastor or pastor Rick or somebody, look, we're going to beat this down, okay? (laughs) Because there's no real liberty to sin. God is not giving us the right to go be sinners. That's not it. The liberty is to be free from the penalty of sin. This is the liberty that we can't do it without him, so we have the liberty to be in Christ, So John 8, 34 says, 8, verse 34 says, Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. Jesus is speaking to the Jewish listeners that whoever practices sin is a slave of sin. Those to whom he spoke were dishonest, irreverent, and soon to be murderers because they were plotting already to kill him. And so on top of everything else, they they, they were murderers in their hearts, right? Um, The onlookers at the annual party aren't just hoping to have a great time um, with you as the mascot of the party. You know, that helps. If we can get the Christian in here to throw in his lot with us, right, then we know we're free to go as far as we want. There's no hindrance, right? Um, They pump you up so that you don't have to worry about a standard or morality or any confining limits. Like Satan wanted to pump uh, Jesus to pump himself up, show your ability, do it for my show, not for your father, do it for me. Look, show the people what you're capable of is really operate based on my, I'm the one dangling this carrot, operate based on my pied piping, follow me, right? Okay, this is, look, so what's what's the deal here? We have our flesh that has a fleshly craving that is against the will of God. And we have this Pied Piper trying to lead us away from God based on the appetite that our flesh has. That makes sense? Bless the Lord. Um, While we're practicing entertaining our moves, (laughs) practicing for, if you knew the party was tonight, But you said to yourself, I'm not going to dance at the party because I don't want to throw in a lot with the people. But while you're putting your makeup on, you, 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 right? I can't dance, so you laugh at me if you want to. I I, I was okay doing the bop, you know, or whatever. But um, what's going on? It's, 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 It's like, look, our minds are working, and that's our flesh, working to have its way. Because if they see that one special move you used to do when you did the mashed potatoes, that'll really blow them away. Etna and Myrtle and all of them will just really praise this move, right? So it's not just a dance. You know, if you're thinking about where you got some attention yesterday, you're putting on that makeup. Wondering if this is going to bring about that same amount of attention or more. You're, you're combing your hair with it in mind. Whatever you're doing, it's the flesh plotting that you will make a provision for it. Right? And this is a problem 
But it's a problem that we let the thoughts linger as if this is just the thought. This always happens. I won't do it. No, you take that thought captive in Christ Jesus. Lord, you see my think, you hear my thinking, you see my imagination, you see the imagery, you see my heart right now. You know how I'm thinking. It's improper thinking. And it's just like putting my foot in the dance, on the dance floor, letting my mind cross the boundary. Because out of the heart, the issues of life flow, right? Out of, out of my mind, I'm going to be operating based on the substance of my mind, right? So it, what we want to do is we want to arrest it as soon as we can. Did that make sense? Bless God. Maya, okay, now I know it makes sense because now, all right. <laughs> so anyway, now, uh, um, so, so while we're practicing primping, if we're not doing it now, we did it, and we'll do it periodically. There's a problem with aging, too, that you kind of want to um, recapture your youth. That's why I blew my hair out trying to, you know, <laughs> I know I look like some kind of Q-tip. But, uh, but there's a, and, and, and I blew it out. But I had you guys in mind. I at least wasn't thinking about, you know, anything else. But I hope they like it. My family, okay? All right, so, so, so the, the point is, is that um, Romans 6, 5 and 6 says, For if we have been united with him in death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in the resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Okay, so that's baptism. We were baptized, and, you know, and that was our death. And then he was resurrected, so we'll be resurrected, okay? This is really what this means. You know, we've been baptized by the Holy Spirit. We're going to be resurrected like Jesus was, right? So we've been born again, all right? Um, we're not slaves to sin, Right? Slaves to sin is you have to go and get on that dance floor. You get it? There's no way we're under that curse. A slave to sin has no choice. You get out there and do Herod's daughter's dance, okay? You just do whatever, the, the hoochie coo, all right? That's, <laughs> and you don't want to, but you have a master making you do it. We're not slaves to sin. We choose to sin. And these are ways that we, if we pay attention to our opportunity to work with the Lord, to let him work with us, we can defeat the provision our flesh is trying to make to escape and squirm and squeeze and pull that bra off and that, 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 that girdle off and let that flesh just fly all out all over everywhere. This is what... This is, this is what I didn't necessarily mean to say bra, but you know, but you you get what I'm saying, right? The shoes off. You see, Patty LaBelle kicks the shoe off. Let the flesh out. Just you, right? It's like the flesh wants freedom. It wants to do what it wants, and it's working full time ahead before the party. That you would just go in there and just do one twitch. So they say he twitched. Come on, David, twitch, twitch, right? Because they're going to pull you in and it's going to be hard to resist. And I'm using something like dancing, but you all know what I'm talking about. Whatever it is. Right? Bless the Lord. So Romans six fourteen says, For sin shall no longer be your master, because you're not under the law, but under grace. So the curse of the law is that it cannot be kept. All those rules and regulations could not be kept, right? God had a lot of them, some 613 or somewhere in that number, right? It's, you, look, and then the Jews came up with their own stuff and added to it, right? And twisted it and made it so, you know, they, they look like they're the only ones that could keep it. And we, they just got exposed a minute ago. They were murderers in their hearts. The liberty we have under the curse of the law is freedom in Christ, not freedom to sin. 
Not freedom to get away with sin. Not freedom to even have elongated thought processes, I'm going to kill her. You know, I'm going to kill her. I, I can't wait until it, you. But th- look, all of that needs to be arrested, right? What happens? You're missing opportunities that you could be communing with God, number one, or doing something positive for God because you were called for a purpose. But if your mind is saturated, entertaining nonsense, the flesh is talking to you and the devil's whispering in your ear, they should not have done this and that, and you know it's wrong. You need to get them, right? You, you need to get them. This is, look, we're bent that way. The way to get out of it is not to say, no, I'm going to stop. It's to say, Lord, help me stop, right? I need your help. There's a lot of proactive stuff that we can be doing, right? Staying in our word, communing with God, talking to the people of God, right? Going back and forth, keeping a community going on, not just Bible study in church, but a community of let me confess this to you, right? I already told God. Now let me tell you so that I can be accountable to somebody. So when you see me walking with a step, because I'm a stepper from Chicago, when you see that, then you'll know, Dave, that it looks like you're headed down to the dirty dance floor, right? I need that in my life. These girls don't waste time telling me you bossy. I tell them back off, too, because they are all something, too. <laughs> it's true. You know, my bossiness, God knows this because I love people. I'm trying, I love a family that I don't have unless God put it together. I can't explain it, but I need this family. Now, if you don't realize you need this family, it could be because you're in the wrong family. Not meaning this one's the wrong family, but the families that you're choosing to call your your family are the wrong families. Because Jesus is not saying stick with that family. He's saying stick with this family. This is the family, okay? And I know I need it. I know I need it because I'm lonely otherwise. And it doesn't matter that I'm around a lot of people. If they're not the people of God, there's a loneliness that comes in. There's a craving for, you get it? Right? 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 right. Bless the Lord. We may not know we need it, but we need it. Okay? And we can be mad at each other just like in the natural family. Right? And correct each other wrong like they do me. In the natural family. Right? Right. Okay. But I need sisters and brothers and young ones and old ones and all of that. I need it. And then we have liberty in Christ to walk after his spirit so that we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Um, followed the spirit into the wilderness. You followed him. Right? You know you're being led. Who wants to go out into some dried out wilderness? <laughs> right? You know this is not what you would choose to do today. But you're following the Spirit. So he's going to lead you and allow you to be tested so that you can be empowered by him after you pass the test. Bless the Lord. All right, so this might not be ideal today, but you followed the Spirit in here. So you'll get a certain level of empowerment for overcoming your flesh. That empowerment seems to dwindle by tomorrow. Feed yourself. Keep feeding. Right? Bless God. So this liberty in Christ Jesus is not something we could have without the provision he's made for us at the cross. There's no way we could have it. He gave us his spirit. After he died for us, we are truly a special group of people. I can't go on and on trying to explain what's in store for us for this minuscule amount of time that we're spending here serving the Lord. It's a small amount of time for eternity's sake. Consider eternity is on and on and on forever and ever. We check out three score and ten. 70 years or so, some up there, 119, very rare, right? But we'll be leaving here. Serve the Lord. 
so he can award you with the rewards that he wants to reward you with. Where they're going to matter. Let the Spirit lead you into your reward. It might not look attractive. It's not going to look like that dance floor. It's not. But in the end, it pays in dividends that nothing on earth could provide. Nothing, nowhere, no one. And with a new body. So you'll really be able to just get on. You, you, you know. Oh, no. You're going to have some abilities, you know, that you just didn't know about. So, uh, so we can't keep the law, but we can keep the giver of the law. We cannot keep the law. We can keep the Lord. That is our provision. It's more than enough. Because we're going to make mistakes, but we're in Christ. But we haven't thrown in the towel saying, you know what? I'm just going to do whatever I want to do because I'm saved. I'm not keeping the lawgiver. I'm not keeping him. I can't, look, I can't pole vault, but my father can. So then I get to enjoy the awards my father has. He's recognized as a pole vaulter. Been all over the world. He's got all the gold medals, right? I can't do it. I'll get up there and break my neck, right? But because he's my father, I don't have to worry. All his awards, all the rewards he's received are mine. That's my father, right? So what's in him, I get. It's not by my ability to to not mess up. It's in my ability to stick with him and follow his spirit. Your kids know your spirit, Ruth. They know you, your character, your spirit. They know it. Oh, that's mama, right? We know our father's spirit. We're going to follow that spirit. We can't be perfect here. We can't. But there's freedom in Christ that we can follow his spirit and be free of what the law would do otherwise, which is kill us. Because we cannot do it. We can't keep it. Make sense? Well, since everything makes sense, I could close. Yeah. Um, but since I got you guys, your attention, I'll just go a couple more hours. You know how I do. So, no, we're coming to the end here. Um, just think about it. He came here to become the lowest of all. Without the ability of Christ, I'm accomplished because of his accomplishments. And that means I'm liberated from trying to follow the law. What Christ has done is come here and died for us in a way that we couldn't do because there's also a plan we couldn't keep. And he did it because he loved us. And so as a result of his love, we're able to walk in the freedom of what would otherwise be our demise, the law. The law is God's. It's his rule. It's his setup, his establishment. We couldn't, break, we couldn't keep it if we wanted to, right? Um, we're still an heir to the things in heaven. Help me here, Lord. Um, because of Christ Jesus. Right. So Galatians 5.24 says, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and his desires. So what does that mean? Have I really crucified my flesh with his passions and desires? Right. I have because of him. Because I belong to Christ, I've crucified my flesh. I couldn't do it without him. In other words, if I'm, if I'm actually having a battle with my flesh, I can't expect to overcome that battle in fullness because the flesh is tricky. 
That's why you ended up in so many situations before because you're dealing in your flesh against the flesh of someone else. And this battle without the Lord's intervention or help caused you to wake up somewhere you didn't intend on. You get what I'm saying? All right, so, so what the Lord is trying to explain to us now is that you didn't do it, but you did it by joining me, right? You couldn't do it, but once you joined me, that nailed it, right? In other words, it can't do to you what just a sin that you commit would do to you, right? My father would not let you in with one sin. You can't come into his presence with one thought of a sin. You're impure to him, right? But now that you're in my son, you've nailed it. You've nailed the penalty of what your sin would do. It doesn't mean that you've nailed yourself to the degree that you'll never sin again. But now wake up. Wake up for what my son has done to you. Wake it up in your heart and mind that is not only something you couldn't do in and of yourself. That's not the total sum of it. You have a liberty that people are trying to regard as a liberty in sin. That's really a liberty in Christ. Right? Am I making sense? Maya? It's a, yeah, I can't see back there. You know these are in my eye. It's a liberty in Christ Jesus that that's the liberty. Everybody's talking around. We're free in Christ. We're liberty. Uh, we have liberty now. So I'm going down to the Humpty Dumpty, right? And do the mashed potatoes. This, this, is, where, this is what I'm trying to convey, all right? It's like if you're plotting it and planning it, then your flesh is making a provision for it. And you're in agreement with that provision until you turn it over to God. So if you agree with the provision and it's carried out, you've decided I'm going on with my show. Right? Bless the Lord. That was a struggle. Anyway, um, <clears throat> it's really a big deal. The passage means our souls have been redeemed, but God won't leave us as naked souls floating around throughout eternal without e in, in the eternal realms. Okay, we will be clothed in superhuman bodies that won't perish. So I already said that. But why should we believe this? If our body was redeemed right now, again, it would not be dying, it wouldn't be, and I'm talking about our flesh, we wouldn't be decaying. And if our bodies were redeemed right now, the pull to the dirt would not be the experience we're constantly having, right? Okay, so we're redeemed, our souls are redeemed. What happens? It's, it's pretty... Um, self-explanatory in the parable about the man and Lazarus on one side and, and the rich man on the other, the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, where um, this guy is in a lake of fire in torment and uh, Lazarus is at Abraham's bosom being comforted. The time is coming when the man that's being comforted will receive a body. And the man that's not being comforted will just be a screaming, craving soul. Still wanting all the dictates of flesh that he doesn't even have anymore. Seared in every way. Just, just demented and crazy. Crying out with an insatiable desire for more sin. And the more the cry, the deeper you're going. Because it's so against God what the craving is for. It's against the will of God. So it just, it just catapults you further and further away from him. Because he can't be joined to sin. Hell is real. I don't know who's saying that it's not in here. But I've heard some crazy statements. Hell is real. We have this to contend with. Our friends and family... And those down there on the dance floor that want to see us boogaloo, they're headed to hell in a lot of cases. Some of them 
if I refuse or resist to get out there, might be saved. But the time is coming when the door will be closed. I love them. That means I have to resist. I can't resist without God. I need the Lord to help me resist the pull, to pull my friends or redirect my friends in another direction. I love them. I love them, right? You love your coworkers. Some of them you can't stand, but you know what I'm saying. So anyway, a woman I knew um, was having some health issues and stuff, and she was walking around um, trying to get her strength and her legs back and everything. And, um, and uh, you know, she told me, uh, I can't wait to get it back together, right? I said, I know, I know. Who wants to be debilitated, right? She said, yeah, because I'm going to just get out there and get in shape. I can't wait, you know. So I said, well, I don't know that that's what I was thinking. I said, but, uh, but I do understand the flesh, you know, how it wants to get out there and do its thing. And uh, um, when I was on drugs, I, I just want to make this point because I introduced the alcohol at the um, annual event, the, the office party or whatever. Um, what I wouldn't do, um, I might have some limits or whatever the case may be, but, you know, if it's against the will of God or if it looks like I'm, I'm really going to um, throw in the lot with the, with the people, the non-believers, though some are, um, everyone in there is called by God, but some are going to accept him at some point, hopefully because of my resistance. But if I throw in the towel and get out there and everything, I don't know um, <clears throat> how far I'll go. Um, you introduce alcohol um, or anything that's going to be mind-altering, then I lose the conscious awareness depending on how much I drink. I'm more likely to go much further than I had even established as a boundary, right? Um, but that does not negate the fact that even without the alcohol, you get your foot in. There's lots of people that are, are, are very desperate sinners, hillside strangler, and all kinds of pedophiles and perverts that don't use drugs, right? Okay, so, so what I'm trying to say is that I remember once I was um, <clears throat> um, buying cocaine for most of the night, and I went over to cop again, and the place where I was copping from, the police were all around the place. I mean, the red and white lights just going. I could see them. I could see, I could see the lights from my house, and I had to go all the way around the corner on the other street. I knew something was happening, but in my heart, I was just hoping that it wasn't at my drug house because I need, I need to get some more, you know. And, uh, and the closer I came to the drug house, the more evident it was is that they're busting the drug house. But in the backyard, um, which is where I would go, in the backyard it was kind of empty, so I went in through the backyard and walked up to the back door and knocked on the door anyway. And a cop was in the yard next to me and said, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm, I'm just seeing if anyone's home. Right? Get out of here, right? So <laughs> I was high already, and I wanted to continue getting high. My flesh told me this is a risk you can take. You, 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 you get, see, your flesh loves you and will take you to places that, you know, right? So, um, but the bottom line is, is that outside of the control of God, I won't have any control over my flesh. That I don't care. So I need to be under his feet to keep my flesh under my feet, right? And it's possible. It's doable. We can do this. I'm, I'm telling you, pay attention to your thought life and then spend as much time as possible investing in the things of God, turning our attention to God, praying, fasting, communicating, making ourselves accountable. You know, all this, if you can't make it to Bible study, send something. I can't make it tonight. People do. You know, it's important because it matters to God. The little things, um, the, the setting up the tables, all of that, it's, it's like great, but do it for him. You know, it's a priceless reward. 
right? It makes sense that we're trying to serve the Lord by doing things properly the right way. And then it just grows on us. It makes us want to stay engrossed and involved in things of God, right? Just look for ways. He'll show you, you know, and then also look for ways that you can overcome the desires of the flesh so that you can say, I did it, Lord. Look at what I did today and be empowered. All right, so let's pray. So Father, thank you.